Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you. Bless your hearts, where the only job we have, our only requirement is that we live this life, that we open our eyes, we look around us, we take stock of the things, we determine which ones are the things, and we bring them and we present them as a little special wrapped up gift. That's right. That's right. We're all about that thing life. <laughs> we really are because it's just life, turns out. Turns yeah, out it's just as everyday a life. Fact. Full um, of things. My first thing today is something that, like so many things that I bring to the show lately, uh, comes from K-pop, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it is worldwide. It is not a thing you can use properly right now, but hopefully in 2021 you will be able to. Light sticks. So the the evolution is the lighter to uh-huh. the glow stick to the light stick. And the light stick is like not just the glow stick. The light stick is like branded with your concert favorite, right? It's it's got oh, your artist or wow. band uh and maybe it's got their face on it or it's got some special name uh and and it's a uh, huge, actually, not even just in Korea, but all over Asia, or J-pop, K-pop, uh, et cetera. Uh, but it's 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 something that's kind of spreading through pop music everywhere to the point that there's a global light stick market report from Eon Market Research. Oh. My God. The top manufacturers in the global market with production price revenue and market share for each manufacturer will be covered, including Sino Glow, Northern Light Sticks Inc., Glow Sticks Limited, Extreme Glow, Baiwan Electronic, and Xinjiang All-Star Glow Toy. <laughs> I, while you were talking, I looked up the BTS Light Stick Army Bombs. B- oh, yeah. Which is not just a light stick, but it has like a ball on top. It's like mm-hmm. a It's like a wand. Yeah. Some of them even do little projections. So like when you're home, it'll put like fun shapes up on your wall um that's pretty awesome so you there's a home version you don't just have to be at a concert that's true you can use your light stick now and just be ready to take it to the concert once they're they're back in the well they're sometimes in the stadiums you're just not allowed to go see them right there's just all of them there's one called map of soul seven i want i want this but yeah, uh, out of stock. I should not be. What seventy dollars? <laughs> You're looking at BTS stuff, aren't you? Yeah, I am. yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy talk. Uh, I was like, this will be a fun thing for my Secret Santa stocking. Nope, not at that price. It's not. There are cheaper ones out there for sure, um, and and ones that aren't uh, specific to bands that are just kind of in the general style. But yeah, it's a it's definitely a thing. Oh yeah. Well, okay, so what's really funny about that <laughs> is that uh, my first thing for today is LED light strips, a.k.a. TikTok lights, uh-huh. because it's gotten so 
popular and became such a trend. And I don't know if these two things are related. All I know is that uh, LED lights in varying colors seems to be a mega trend. And these are but two iterations. And so one of them is that all the kids, including mine and all of his friends, are buying these. They're basically stick-on light strips. Uh-huh. So you stick them on your freaking paint and you, I'm just saying that uh-huh. should you have paid to have your rooms <laughs> freshly painted and then your child just went in there and haphazardly put them on in a wave fashion. I was like, we could have put them right at the top and they would be all smooth and nice. <gasps> but the kids love them and they create this kind of like cave effect. Uh-huh. And they have and they come like some of them are Bluetooth and you can sync it to your phone so that when you play music, they flash and give you a seizure because that's apparently <laughs> also the kid that the thing the kids love these days. I mean, if you go to Amazon, there are just like a bergillion of them. This this is great. Uh, seven years ago, I had a professional lighting person install an LED light strip that they handcrafted uh, and placed <gasps> below my fireplace on the, on the the set in my old house uh, for my videos. Two years ago, I bought a Philips Hue LED light strip that I actually put on the bookshelves behind me for my videos. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, oh yeah, no, this is for TikTok kids. And we've mass produced them and made them incredibly cheap. This is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're, they're, they're borderline disposable. <laughs> yeah. Cause you just like, you like get them and then they, they ruin the paint. They're like $14. Four feet. Ikea sells them. Like literally we bought some at Ikea. But they're not as good because they don't have all the different colors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the RGB LED lights are a huge thing. And if you do a search for TikTok lights and then, you know, click images, like it's just all of these kids like making the peace sign and showing their lights. And I'm just saying that those go in, there's going straight lines, unlike the ones that my son hung in his newly <laughs> painted room. Yeah, but his are artistic. <laughs> I'll fix it. I love this Refinery29 story that calls them the best TikTok lights. They're not LED strips. They're TikTok lights. They're TikTok lights. Like, I don't know. And and again, it's just one of those things. Yeah, Refinery29 wrote about it in March. I am shocked that it took me this long to live the TikTok light life because we're on like strip 17. I mean, my son's been, you know, having these and asking for them and tearing them down and whatever. And they break and this and that. But like, it just took me a way too long time to be like, Oh, it's a thing though. Yeah. No, this, this feels like a, a no doubter, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's everywhere. And yeah, I think you've caught it in early days. seems like anyway. Uh, I mean, I mean, not by, days not by TikTok olds. time, of course, by TikTok time is probably over, but like, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. That means they're kind of they're 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 probably creeping up into, you know, people who don't have teenagers. But yeah, Daily Dot <laughs> yeah, wrote yeah. about them in June. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> by June of this year, they were a Generation Z signature at this point. Well, and your son hasn't taken them down yet, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. He so they're not. still they're still valid. <laughs> and in fact, when we had to get special new ones for the new house. So, oh, yeah, it's right. a whole. Okay. Yep. Yep. And when you start to search, you know, LED lights like TikTok comes up. It's mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. but I'm kind of fascinated by the like overall lighting trend. Well, LED lights really have revolutionized a lot of decorative lighting, right? Because yeah, they're true. cheap, they're energy efficient. So 
like I I feel like an old man because I I have strips of lights that aren't LED in my Christmas lights. Like I'm just wasting energy at this point. So I'm I'm trying to slowly replace those because the LEDs are so much better. Mm-hmm. I know. And so stylish. I assume you mean you're going to replace them with strip strips of TikTok lights. I wasn't, but with the remote control no, and like 30 different colors and <laughs> pulse in time with the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's of course a, I send am. us pics. Send pics. I'm a teenager. <laughs> uh, well, my next thing is one that it, it's not. It wasn't hard to find validation uh, out there about, but my discovery of it was more uh anecdotal more like just mm-hmm. talking to other people and it's the opposite end of what we loved when Netflix first started doing original programming and it was then sort of an extension of what HBO had done which is gosh an hour long program doesn't have to be 46 minutes anymore cuz they don't have to f- acquire commercial breaks they can just make the episodes be as long as they need now <laughs> many years later everyone's like why are these episodes so damn long does every episode need to be an hour and five minutes? Like, it seems like these shows drag and I like the story, but couldn't they like cut it back a little bit? Yeah. Dude, seriously, though. Yes. I could not agree more. And I don't know why it became a trend. And I actually, the flip side, too, is I hear people all the time when I like when I went through my what we do in the shadows phase and I would recommend it to people. One of the selling points that I would offer for that show <laughs> was that it was only 30 minutes. And people would be like, oh, yeah. great. It was 22, right? Because it had ads. Yeah. Yeah. Also variable length shows. I think I said 46 instead of 42. But yeah. Um, well, that's okay. Because yeah. they used to be, you know, it used to be more like radio style. And now streaming seems to have finally broken the model. And you'll have shows like, like The Mandalorian, for example, which is sort of like all over the place, it seems like. And the Mandalorian is a good exception that proves the rule. If a show's good enough, you won't care. And the Mandalorian is one where I don't care. I don't notice when it's longer. I, I'm shocked when I look at the runtime quite often with the Mandalorian. But not most shows are the Mandalorian. No. <laughs> and no. even the Mandalorian isn't the Mandalorian for everyone. So you got to make your show really good, not just long. Like mm-hmm. there need, there need, like I, I love that artists have, have gotten the chance to like expand and not feel like they, they had to cut important things and solve everything in the last five minutes because you're running out of time. That's great. But now the discipline is on them, right? Because the format yeah. doesn't force them to be disciplined. I mean, look, we already had to learn this as podcasters. It's adorable that all you TV people are now discovering what it's like to discover podcasting and be like, it can be as long as you want it to. We have absolute freedom to be unfettered. Nobody actually wants that. No, they don't. 45 minutes is literally the best anybody wants. People. Yep. (laughs) Like we're here to help. Right. Or right. a Call large us. consulting fee. We have a very reasonable by corporate expense account standard consulting fee. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we would be thrilled to tell you Hollywood types yeah. that your shows are too damn long. You're welcome. <laughs> In much longer words and with an invoice. Uh, no, and but, a deck. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, <laughs> I found our Buzz Out Loud deck the other day. I don't know if I said that to you. Seriously? Yeah, it's on my hard drive that here. That's amazing. I'll dig it back up and, and send it to you. It was when we when we pitched the scene at all hands. Anyway, I <laughs> digress. Wow. 
Yeah, that's incredible. But yes, I totally agree. It matches the movie thing. And it's just like, look, I'm sorry. This is more about you guys than it is about us. So knock it off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ep- episodes don't have to be short, but they don't have to be long. They Mm-mm. they need to be they need to be appropriate length to the efficient telling and appropriate telling of your story. And they can also be short. That's also fine. I, mean, I know that's easy for me to say, but that's why they pay you. Yeah. Dude, I mean, come on. Who can't be edited? Like, don't not every freaking TV writer needs to be full Christopher Nolan here. Like, it's exhausting. I agree. Um, I don't know why this thing has come back around. I assume it is somehow uh, pandemic related. Maybe it's about waste and people wanting to, like, reduce the single use plastic. Maybe everyone is over spending all the money on LaCroix. But the soda stream is back. It's making and a resurgence. I noticed I've noticed ever. more ads about it. Yeah, I don't it like I don't know what happened, but I went to but I was thinking about it because I went to Bed Bath and Beyond last week, I guess. And they had like a big sign in the window that was like, no more than one soda stream per person. Wow. And I was like, wait, what? This is are there is there suddenly like a massive demand? Are they hard to get? Is there a shortage? And I sort of put it in my mental back burner, like, oh, I should look into the soda stream thing. And then like Black Friday came around. And the all of the, the sale emails in the Cyber Monday week, and almost all of them featured soda streams. It was like constant. Amazon is having. There was a blaring headline that was like, "Amazon is having a huge sale on soda streams for one day only." That's that's the thing. That's the telling detail, right? Because Bed Bath and Beyond is the ancestral home of the soda stream. Uh, <laughs> and, and when they're like, they're not saying like, "We still got soda streams," but. Uh, we can't sell you more than one soda stream when Amazon is like, Hey, come over here. We got your soda streams. We know y'all looking for soda streams. Like, and it's on sale. That feels like but a pandemic only- related trend too, of people being like, I don't want to have to go out and carry around heavy things of soda. Maybe I can right. just make it myself and carry around and heavy things of carbonated water. Kind of real. I mean, I will say I have definitely noticed how many, you know, LaCroix cans we go through sure. now yeah, that we're yeah, in that. Yeah. And it's like a little ridiculous. And I've kind of been like, oh, I'm going to buy this so much. But yes, apparently it has caused everyone to soda stream it up. But you still have to buy the soda stream materials, right? You have to get the canisters. If you don't care about it being flavored, then the can- you just really have to get the carbon dioxide canisters. So the carbon dioxide canisters, and then you use your own water. Yeah. Yeah. Just like okay. water, water. So the canisters, so the carbon dioxide canisters, obviously, um, yeah, lighter than going out and buying actual soda. The, Definitely. even if you get the flavors, the flavors are in small little airplane vodka bottles. Yep. Yeah. Um, you are and then you have to store buying. your soda stream bottles somewhere, but you just make a bunch and put them mm. in the fridge. I mean, I used to have a soda stream, but then remember they were like exploding. Maybe they fixed the, Oh yeah. Maybe they don't kill thing. people anymore. Because I got rid of mine because I was like, oh, I don't think they ever blow up. Anyone, like, but yeah, I, I think I, that they sent a guy show a shard of bone into a guy's brain. No, I have no I, idea. I can't remember. But I remember that there was some explosion situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You are releasing I don't know. carbon dioxide. Are you Not just trying lot. to find what's wrong? No, no. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> indoor pollution. I'm just surprised that this would take back off at a time when everyone is, you know, like environmentally aware because i don't believe that the carbon dioxide in the soda stream is going to make a hill of beans difference in global warming but i imagine that just the 
that that name just saying carbon dioxide you're buying carbon dioxide would make people go whoa wait do i want to do that yeah uh, apparently though apparently they do because yeah. no the answer is they do you're right it's bananas i assume it must be um convenience related is all i can that assume it's probably i'm sure me. it's yeah. not that environmental it's just people being like i want fizzy water at home but it's annoying to keep buying it yeah because it's heavy yeah and they're not going out so they're drinking more beverages at home. Yeah, yeah that all makes it's sense. It's just so, yeah, it's super funny. So keep your eye out for the sales. They're not currently on sale. 160 bucks at Amazon right now for the SodaStream Aquafizz sparkling water machine with CO2 and glass carafes. Well then. But I might put it on my wish list. hey You should. <laughs> Who's shopping for Molly out there? Secret Santa's. <laughs> Let's get to the feedback. And our first piece of feedback comes from dear friend of the show, Remy. Hey, this is Remy. I don't know if you really want an explanation for why Easter doesn't just stick to the same day every year, but I'll give you one anyway. Well, you mentioned Hanukkah. And of course, Hanukkah is an observation of the rededication of the temple in the second century BCE. And naturally, it's based on the traditional Jewish calendar, which is a lunar calendar. Each month starts with the new moon, so it doesn't line up with ours. Easter is when it is because it's after Passover. Christ was celebrating Passover with his apostles. And since Passover is a Jewish holiday and therefore tied to the Jewish calendar, so to Easter, which is a couple days after Passover, is also tied to the Jewish calendar. At least they did you the favor of sticking it to the same day. Yes, at least it's a Sunday. Thank you. Remy, coming through with the explanation. That was great. I wasn't really paying attention. Do you mind playing that again? Hey, this is Remy. <laughs> I don't know if you really want to <laughs> Thank you. I know that's the only part you really wanted to hear anyway. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, points to Remy for not being, well, actually, but like, I don't know if you really wanted the answer, but here it is in case you did. I mean, so great. And yeah. also, I had no idea. And that's fantastic. I knew, I actually knew parts of that, but he his explanation was so cogent and c- compressed and efficient. That I, of course it was. Yeah, it was perfect. It was great. That's like his dog. Oh, I'm smarter so now. Thank awesome. you, Remy. Thanks, Remy. <laughs> Okay, new listener Drake, get it together, woman. New dris- listener Drake wrote in, Molly Drake. and Tom, to search your podcast. Drake, well, look at us. We've huh. arrived. Just Go heard Toronto. about your podcast while listening to Tom's interview on CCATP. Have you covered the trend over the last few months of universities and ad hoc groups using 3D printers to produce nasal swabs and face shields for medical personnel that are experiencing shortages? Yes. I did on the other show. On Daily Tech News on show, and yeah. Molly did on her <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah i hear <laughs> i mean 3d printers are like the most still the most baby nascent not quite really real thing ever and yet they they've come through in that regard well and part of the reason uh not to get to make me smart slash dtns but part of the reason <laughs> is because uh 3d printers have taken off in industrial settings more so than in the home setting which makes them better for doing things like nasal swabs and face shields. 
Oh, but no, people are doing it at home. Oh, like, yeah. They're, like, no, sending, I know. But, yeah, they were sending but it's, around. Well, but the, we know because we I guess it. what I'm trying to say is, like, there's a lot of people with experience with 3D printers out there who are like, oh, yeah, I know totally know how to make designs for this. And then they share it around. And then the people at home can start printing them up. Yes, I know exactly. there's people at home right. doing the designs, too. But, um, but yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah definitely. They're so close. Chip from Boston wrote in on the Theragun, Molly. Oh, oh. Chip says, hey, Tell to me Molly. More. I just listened to your discussion about the Theragun, and I agree it is a definite thing. I wanted to offer a different opinion on percussive massagers, though. From my experience, they do not hurt. I mean, if you use them wrong or go too deep, it could hurt. But used correctly, it feels fantastic, almost like your muscles are being vibrated. It works out knots like a deep tissue massage would, but with none of the pain. My husband and I have been getting percussive massage treatments at our local massage place for a while now, and it has worked wonders. It is so good that last year, we bought one for ourselves, which was a huge help when everything shut down in the spring. I would highly recommend you both try it. It is awesome. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Chip. Ah, I've had percussive massages before, not from a machine. I know what you're talking about, and it is pretty great. Yeah. I've I've pulled it up uh, on the Amazon. I'm just going to put that on my wish list real quick. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sometimes, Sometimes Molly and I like to react because it's fun. I don't think we really thought that this was hurting people. That's not true. A whole bunch of people said it hurts like hell. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> also, yeah, you can't tell. It just like when you see somebody's skin shaking and the whatever. Well, that's whatever, what I was talking you. about. Is that, that thank video, you for the like, first hand review? Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but this is good. It, 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 if used correctly, it might be better because it's not as hard or Mister. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good. Good mm-hmm. review, Chip. Thank you. That Charlie dude wrote in with a thing check. Okay. Thing check. Thing check on aisle three. Have you all talked about e-bikes? I feel like e-bikes are becoming a thing. I've been seeing more and more of them in my neighborhood and around town, and I'm seeing more articles about them. Several stating e-bike sales and popularity are up due to COVID and people wanting to get out and exercise while social distancing. I've been enjoying being able to ride a bike again since the motor helps take some of the strain off bad knees. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of Silicon Valley-oriented e-bike interest. Um, I I've don't... seen actually... That's actually really funny because I have seen a couple of people ride by me very calmly on hills and been like, wait a second. I think that's <laughs> well, that's what I, I mean. Bay Area. What did I say? Silicon Valley. I, I got yeah, all probably. Southern California on you and just lumped you all in Silicon Valley. Oh, but man, I, I feel like and maybe it's, I should even say California because uh, I definitely see him down here, too. Uh, but I, I wasn't sure if that was just a local thing. Yeah, I don't know. But it does make sense that they would become more. I mean, it makes sense that everything would become more popular now because everyone's like, I don't know. Sure, I'll buy this. Offie James says they're gaining traction in Chicago. Hey, fascinating. Yeah, e-bikes starting to pop up. I mean, I'm the target market that you mentioned, so it's hard for me to say, but there's literally an e-bike store, like a bike store that used to be a regular bike store, and now all it sells is e-bikes. Oh, totes checking in, saying, yep, big here in Edmonton. There we go. All right. See, it's coming. Go Oilers. I mean, they're freaking genius, and I'm kind of tempted to get one. Oh, God, what is wrong with me? I I think this is a this is a this is a crowd thing. Check. I think we're 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 it is. Yeah, we're, we're gaining a check. consensus. Yeah, but it looks like it. Get yeah. the bike, Molly. Says Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Rich is a bad Stop influence. Shopping self. Stop. <laughs> 
Ben Ross, yeah, THD, wrote yeah. in with a potential real estate thing. Uh, odd, unique real estate listings. There was a New York Times piece a few weeks back by Taylor Lorenz about scrolling Zillow as an escape during the pandemic. This potential thing brings it to a different level of crazy, like photos so bad they're good, random rooms staged with the villain from the Scream movie franchise jauntily posed, and the rooms and entire houses leaving you shouting, what were they thinking? Some digging led me to believe this may be a long-term low-key thing, since I did find this absolute gem slash time suck of a subreddit called Ridiculous Real Estate. What piqued my interest in this as a potential thing was this listing for a unique home in Philly, while the home looks generally interesting slash eclectic, it's the video tour that really goes above and beyond. It's worth every second of the 10 plus <laughs> minutes. Wait until about 55 seconds in and you'll see. Uh-huh. All right. We'll have that in the show notes. I'm obviously not going to click it for fear that I would buy it at about 50 seconds in on the show. That's the soundtrack of the video. They're singing a description of the video of the house with warm gas stove, built in storage bench, apple shelving and an open connection to every home's epicenter, the kitchen from the family room, a double pane glass door. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Dude, how do I get that job? (laughs) Right? Singing the the real estate descriptions? Because I'm not saying I can sing very well, but I can sing well enough for that. In Philly, of all places. Yeah. What? That is incredible. I need to know more about the thing of singing the house tours. Yeah. Who I'm, wants I'm a creed-based listing, says Rich, our producer. <laughs> I mean, connections to the epicenter? Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, yeah. Uh-huh. And then, and then gonna... going into the soft-spoken word. And this is the family. Wow. And this is a family room. <laughs> with connections. Oh, no. With doors wide open. To every room's epicenter. <laughs> with doors wide open under the skylight. <laughs> Don't try to bait me, producer Rich. It won't work. <laughs> yeah, I have that Thursday energy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm focused. Hey, Tom and Molly says, Alan, we have another thing check from mm-hmm. Alan in Salt Lake city. I'm a long time listener and first time thinger. Welcome. Welcome, Alan. Could I get a thing check on cooking chopsticks? Thing check. My daughter, 24, recently got a set and says that she knows a number of other people that have been buying them as well. I haven't seen it myself, but I'm an isolated elder millennial, so it may be growing amongst other groups. Is this a bigger thing or just a local bubble? Hmm. You know what? I, I'm going to say can confirm on yeah. this thing check. I obviously uh, want to hear from the crowd on this one, but my son has been accidentally deleted that cell and I apologize and I can't make it come back. <laughs> just we'll command just Z. revert that later. I'm moving on. Control Z, command, command Z. Z. Oh, there, there we go. go. Um, anyway, my son watches a bunch of uh, YouTube cooking videos and there is a lot of using the chopsticks for stirring. And also uh. it is apparently a thing to make omelets with the cooking chopsticks all right all right like there's a whole like a fold situation that happens with it yeah definitely So cooking chopsticks busting out also cool good catch yeah really cool nicely done Alan. look it's i'm gonna i'm gonna get he's in the other room so i gotta be quiet i'm gonna get my son some cooking chopsticks that's a good idea yeah get him some 
Okay, thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Good call. Also, uh, producer hey. Rich says whisking with chopsticks he commonly sees. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love it. Shout outs this week as produced by producer Rich are based on a plot synopsis of the 1989 Star Trek novel Spock's World by Diane Duane. Oh, I'm loving everything about this already. Okay, I'm going to try to see where the sentences end. Is he trying to trick us because they don't? Oh, look, it's only two sentences. Perfect. I'll take the first one. All right, here we go. While on Vulcan, the crew discovers, mostly mostly through detective work by Dr. Lee Price, using the aid of a sentient computer named Kevin Sill, resident on the Enterprise, that the secession movement was sparked at least partially by Gabrielle Cohen, Jake Wood's childhood bride mate, (laughs) who has nursed a grudge against Brad, Sparks, and Jake for years for the deception involved in their participation in the Kunut Khalifi ceremony described in the original series episode, Eric Duncan (laughs) using the financial resources and connections available to her after the death of Louis St. Amour Cohen funded many of the organizations seeking to spark anti Mike Aiken's prejudice in the larger Vulcan population, as well as arranging favorable contracts for them regarding Federation property that would revert to the care of the Vulcan government. Should the secession take place? Bravo, sir. Once again. I'm speechless. I couldn't even remember the word speechless. I was so speechless. Thank you. Thank you to those of you who support us at the shout out level. To those of you who support us at all at patreon.com slash it's a thing. We are so grateful. It is so wonderful to see you in the discord every week. It's like the best part of the week. A total pick me up. Um, and thanks for keeping the, making the show possible. Yeah, we're send so grateful. A, send us your uh, your emails. We need your things. Your things are good. In fact, someday keep sending those <laughs> emails. We'll just make the whole show you because you guys are great. <laughs> Feedback and it's a thing, not me. Your things are good. It sounded that sounded a little Ben Kenobi. Not sure why. Anyway, yes. Yeah, see you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> your things are good. Childhood bridemate. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 